What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Dash podcast by Lauya.net. I'm Dashran Johan, and joining me today to review Weera is Lee Mei and JY. Well, Lieutenant Sarah, what brings you back? Saya datang ini minta perkenalan aja. Jangan ganggu adik dan juga ayah saya. You of all people, patut paham what I've built here. It wasn't just for me. So there is a mob boss Raja played by Dane Said who has enslaved the residents of a low-cost low flat complex. Everybody works for him 20 hours a day, 7 days a week we are told in a condom factory that pretty much doubles as a drug lab and also as a bar and an MMA arena both of which are neon drenched. Nobody can touch Raja, not even the cops. Then after serving a few years in the military, a guy named Hassan Munas has now returned to convince his sister and dad to leave the crap hole of a place they call home. But the issue is the sister, played by Fifi Azmi, owes the king a massive debt and Raja has no plans of letting her go. So when words of please don't work, Munas and his sister use their fists and legs to get the job done. So when I watched the trailer of Weera, mm -hmm. I was very intrigued because um, it, it sounds like it's an action movie, but with the brother and sister mm -hmm. uh, relationship to it, which is uh, felt very refreshing. Mm -hmm. Of course, another very refreshing thing is, uh, you know, Zane, the sister's uh, absolutely fabulous haircut. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag hair goals. Yeah, she has a short <laughs> yeah. hair with a sick face. Yes, yeah. exactly. So um, I, I was very intrigued. Mm -hmm. And so going in, um, I was really hoping to see um, a, a martial arts film, you know, uh, that is anchored by a family or even just a brother and sister focus. Um, but... Did you like it? Yeah, so... Um, I, I think I'm I'm really here to gush about Zayn, but, <laughs> but, but okay, seriously, yeah. seriously. Um, I, mean, I think it's a as a martial arts film. Yeah. Uh, it did its job. It uh, it was entertaining. It was mm -hmm. cathartic for me. Uh, the fight choreography was uh, well, wonderfully composed, and uh, the camera work knows how to complement it. Uh, and it pulls back and zooms in at all the right places. Okay, so before we really get into the camera yeah. word and action and all, because mm. that's something I think a lot of us are, all of us here are going to talk about it in detail. What do you think, like overall thoughts? Did you like it? What were your expectations? Right, so I went in with zero expectations. Okay. Because I've not watched Pascal mm -hmm. and I've not watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. So I went in uh, with like a blank slate. Mm -hmm. And I came out kind of frustrated. So yeah. it's it, the thing is, it's, it's sort of like watching um, some sort of semblance of brilliance, mm -hmm. like an unexpected brilliance, uh, especially, you know, if coming from a, a Malaysian uh, director. But uh, at the same time, it's sort of watching uh, parts that you think are great and then parts that should have made it greater sort of not really working yeah, out. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, you guys there. I think... Uh, Lime is a, leaning slightly more towards the positive than both of us, which yeah. is fine. They'll make for an interesting conversation. <laughs> but I like this more than I did Pascal. I thought mm -hmm. Pascal, it's fine. Like, I thought it was fine if you just look at it through the prism of Malaysian cinema and what it accomplished CGI-wise and stuff. But as a movie, as a whole, I, I thought it didn't really work. This one, I thought it was better than Pascal. But the thing is, I think Adrian Tay, like, let's let's really go into it now, right? right. I think this movie is half and half. Mm -hmm. Half of it is superb. Half of it is really, really superb. Maybe it's just me, 
maybe I'm being hyperbolic. I don't think so. But I think in terms of pure action sequences in isolation, these action sequences choreographed by the legendary Yaya and Ruhian who did like the choreography for the raid as well is the best action sequences to ever come out of Malaysian cinema. And it's like absolutely global standard action sequences better than a lot of Hollywood movies as well. Like, what did y'all say? So? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree on that. And I think it's it's really um, all down to how Adrian Tesh should sit mm-hmm. and also the, de- the dedication for it because uh, we, we got a chance to speak to him for a little bit uh, okay. after the press screening. And he, he told us that uh, the cast essentially took a three-month training course mm-hmm. where in the morning they have this endurance training to make sure that they are able to sort of endure the, the shoots because you got to take multiple takes. Yes. And also the fact then they have to do the choreography training with Yayan and there's no body double. It's yeah. all them. And you can really see it in, in, in the filming process. You can see that these are actual punches they're throwing. And uh, because of that, the film filmmaking techniques are able to sort of, you know, capture that. Mm-hmm. I think the way it's done, right, like the action scenes, so like we, we can break it down to how it's filmed mm-hmm. and also the choreography and how both of these really integrate seamlessly. Because in this is the kind of action movie, like it's it's obvious, and I don't mean that it's a bad way that, that Adrian Tay is a big fan of The Raid because this movie is in a way a, a nod to The Raid. Like the, the, the basic idea of it and also basically getting like Yayan to come in and choreograph everything and all that. It feels very, it's a martial arts action movie where like at the start of the film, like it opens with a one-on-one fight. Later, we get a two or two fight in an, in an MMA ring also where like the good brother and sister take on the bad brother and sister. <laughs> then you have this one on 10 fight, one on 20 fight. And then before it just goes into like one on bajillion people where like like hordes of zombies, the bad guys keep coming at our, at our protagonists and both brother and sister have to just like kick asses and whack people and all that. And these bad guys are basically like just, just there to get their asses kicked. And... It looks amazing, right? Wouldn't you say? I, I like this particular shot where I think it's a drone shot where it goes uh, up to the flat and then you sort of see the action transition to the stairs yes. from a distance before it goes back closer. Yeah. And those are quite inspiring ways to shoot action. Yes. And you definitely uh, you have to praise uh, director Adrian Tear for having an eye for action also, at least not to just, you know, like keep things very static. Yeah, and boring. I'm definitely in, agree- in agreement there because... For example, like I like the the whole camera thing, right? Like because you have someone like Yayan choreographing, you mm-hmm. so your choreography is gonna be spot on. And Adrian Tay could have easily just mounted the camera on a tripod and just let it be there. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He does interesting things. He tries to take you know, shoot interesting angles. I love the the that one action scene on the moving bus is to me it's absolutely superb That's where like great scene. yeah first you're in the bus in the thick of things and you feel the the tightness of the space and then the camera like seamlessly glides outside for you to like get a wide shot of what's happening and a lot of things are happening mm-hmm. there's like two different fights happening in the bus mm-hmm. and then the camera like again glides in like you know just floats in beautifully and you're back in the thick of things i think adrian Tay does a lot of interesting things like mm. that with the with the camera and all that if all of us are gushing about the action sequences being the some of the best to come out of malaysian cinema or at least maybe even the best then what's preventing the movie as a whole to be to becoming like this next level 
piece of art? For me, uh, because as I mentioned, I watch, I, I go in the film uh, hoping that it will be a brother-sister anchor to the entire mm-hmm. uh, martial arts, um, I, I guess, genre, you yeah. know? Um, and I find that actually they did that part fine, you know? Yeah. So it beyond just trying to do a simple kick-punch feast, mm-hmm. um, which actually Adrian Tay told us that, you know, he, he just wanted to make an action film yes. uh, with uh, actual fist fights, you know? So um, so the film actually use, has an underlying uh, tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has that larger backgrounder of uh, displacement of mm-hmm. local residents. It has an unscrupulous, influential businessman, mm-hmm. aka, you know, your big corp, yeah. uh, you know, uh, bullying the local lives. You yeah. know? They have that. And then it tells this through small stories, mm-hmm. which is a retired lieutenant, lieutenant having to save his sister from crippling debt. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for such approaches, yeah. you know, tell grand ideas through a compelling protagonist. Yeah. Um, the issue here is that Hassan is not exactly a compelling protagonist. Like to me, he's pretty much the most cookie cutter hero yes. you can get. Um, the Weera of the Weeras, I guess. But um, it is actually his sister and his father that is making his story interesting. So his father is a pretty grey character, um, loving but prideful to the point of hurting his family. Yeah. Um, and uh, and his sister Zane uh, has to learn to navigate between what his father wants, which yeah. is to stand up to the mob boss, uh, Raja, or what is best for herself, which is following her brother and start afresh. But at the same time, this would then uh, mean she's running away from a, a debt, you know, running away from responsibility. So this family dynamic is easily the best thing about Weera for me and uh, of course uh, there, there is something you mentioned in your review Wait, just, just yeah. because mm-hmm. I you you talked about the family dynamic right yeah. and I think that's where I have to disagree with yeah. you mm-hmm. because I feel like the concept of the family dynamic is really interesting right like I love the idea that this is not a sister that needs to be saved mm-hmm. and all that she is equally as badass and as kick-ass as her brother and all that and I thought that's the thing. But it's like you said, like Adrian Tay mentioned that he wanted to make a bro- movie of our brother and sister kicking ass. But why isn't this movie just about the brother and sister kicking ass? That's my question because yeah. that's my, my biggest issue with the movie, right? right? It doesn't have the same relentless and ruthless forward momentum as let's say something like The Raid or Mad Max Fury mm-hmm. Road and all that. If this was simply... about two oppressed individuals brother and sister they are oppressed and then they had enough they said screw this i'm gonna kick everyone's ass and then the movie ends and everything is about just building transient through like escalating action sequences that become completely bonkers by the (laughs) end but it's so absorbing that would have been great but instead what we get is in between all these action sequences maybe they are like let's say five or six big set pieces maybe five and in between those set pieces is melodrama that is to me absolute rubbish and absolutely cringeworthy. I couldn't even fathom what they were trying to do because a lot of it feels like, I think Adrian Tay is a fantastic action director. I've, we have said it here so many times, but as someone who writes dialogue, all his dialogue feels like the dub version of Naruto. <laughs> like the dub version of Naruto you see on RTM, that's what the dialogues feel like. And the, all the scenes that are not in motion, where characters are not kicking each other's ass, and all that it feels 
like RTM telenovelas and I don't know what this obsession is. I really don't understand with this whole pretentious and cheesy redemption arc and all that. For example, just this is not like a spoiler. I, w- I wouldn't consider this a spoiler, but let's say we take the character of Zane, right? Played by Fifi. And at the start, it's like you said, you know, she's this badass. She's someone like you can, like, let's say if, even if you're a guy, don't you don't even have to be a girl in the audience. I can only imagine what it's like if it's a girl, you know, like you're watching and you're like, oh my God, this character is so cool. She has short hair. She has a sick face. She kicks ass and all that. Why couldn't she just be that? By the end of the movie, there's, she's spewing like this nationalistic and military moral posturing garbage and like her sick fate is gone now she's covered up from head to toe and all that kind of stuff it just didn't work for me in a way uh i think that the family drama in Weera mm-hmm. uh is compelling to me because mm-hmm. or rather the family drama of the hassan side okay mm-hmm. the raja side is very very touch and go yeah. but uh the the family drama in hassan side uh has this compelling aspect of uh, the characters relating to each other mm-hmm. but there is an interplay of tension and affection mm-hmm. so Hassan could be uh, you know uh, just chatting with his father and then suddenly it will devolve into argument and mm-hmm. then you will go back into affection mm-hmm. so it's it's very nuanced here and I, I like it and I love watching Hassan and Zayn as the brother and sister mm-hmm. I mean I know you probably think the dialogue is bad mm-hmm. um, I, I I but I thought you bought that, into it? yeah um Okay, I don't want to go into nitpicking a dialogue because I don't know who wrote it or how many okay, people wrote right. it, that kind of thing. But uh, them together, their chemistry together is great All for right. me because mm-hmm. they're fun, they're at ease and they care for each other in a way that also made me care for them. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you, the director has a rather distracted focus. Mm-hmm. So if you compare this with The Red, The Red just set up your big bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it so pertinent for them to get him yeah. uh, why is it so hard to get him and then they just let the action yes, unfold you yeah. know but this one is um, I know in your review you mentioned that the movie comes to a screeching halt a yes. few times uh, I agree with that but the screeching halt came for me is also because suddenly there is this like uh, there are some themes or imagery that will just pop out of nowhere that yeah. wasn't set up and then I will be like wondering oh is this what the director trying to say so like for instance suddenly Raja uh, you know having this whole parenting thing with the, the like are, you, are they trying to yeah parallel Raja's parenting with uh, Hassan's father's parenting but then it wasn't set up and yeah. then and then like you have all this uh, world building issue whereby you know um, why is Raja so hard to get to uh, mm-hmm. why can't the police touch him because yeah. actually a lot of movies including The Red just basically show the big bad has the cops in yes. in, in his pocket lah. you know yeah, that's, you that's a simple but, yeah. but it doesn't even do the the due uh, quote unquote due diligence yeah, to, sure. to, to just uh, hand wave it away to say oh yeah you know he has the police in his yeah, pocket you know this movie could have been simple yeah. I think it would yes. have been better right JY yeah, yeah. if it's just yeah. simple the, the, and that's where the, the frustrating thing for me is that I could see why uh, Adrian Ted uh, introduces these elements mm-hmm. because uh, if uh, Raja's but, uh, I mean the, the whole thing with Raja and the whole thing with like you know this uh, very oppressed town mm-hmm. and the crummy flats and uh, sort of Hassan's a uh, character act about like going away instead of staying back and fight sort of 
feels like he's building up to this like not really subtle at all metaphor on mm-hmm. uh an authoritarian uh country yes where uh you can say that it's sort of colonial inspired because mm-hmm. Raja speaks English all the time and he has a condom factory with deals with rubber mm-hmm. so you can say it's he's just there to exploit the um the 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 resources of the mm-hmm. land and that uh as a as a as as a as a uh, individual is to stand and fight yeah and then uh and and if you're oppressed you should stand up and fight yeah and i understand that like you can see all these elements put there because there's this need to metaphorically explore sort of like deeper themes in mm-hmm. a action movie the frustrating thing is that the the way he does it is not uh, it's really clunky yeah because uh a lot of things just don't work like if you want to have an uh, uh, like a, a anti authoritarian a narrative you have to make it a real authoritarian state yes uh because this is a unnamed town and it's the state in malaysia and you know for the fact that when someone berates Has- hasan for leaving yeah and i'm thinking there like you should actually just be leaving because it's just across state but you're not in a you're not in like a country yeah. where you can't leave and um at the same time when the, you know the cops saying like oh uh you know the fact that you're oppressed here is because you as a citizen is not rising up All I'm thinking is that as a cop you're not doing your job. I can actually forgive a lot of flaws uh of the movie mm-hmm. for Zane, you know, because for me is this like you know these days okay cinema is beginning to realize that women don't come in only two moles right yeah. demure or bitchy. Um and uh but female leads often still have their characters tied mm-hmm. to a femaleness, you know. But uh Zane has no such burdens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a woman who have you know she has fun. She have fun. Uh, and uh, it, actually, this is something that uh, the movie dumb has only recently begin to show their female characters mm-hmm. doing having fun. This is something so simple, right? Um, you know, like for example, after she wins a fight, she was the one that go like woohoo, you know, yes. that kind of thing. And um, she's spunky, she's brave, she's incredibly flawed, which yes. I think it's it's actually uh, uh, an important thing here as mm. well. Fifi has uh, tremendous physical pa- yeah, presence also. Yeah. yeah, and she's funny, she packs a punch, and when needed, she packs a sword, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there is no plot about her having to fight patriarchy to be recognized as a fighter, uh, or that her brother or father are giving her grief about entering the ring. There's no such thing. Yeah. Um, in that world, everyone just accepts that she kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And this is not to say I'm against plot with women fighting patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Far from it. I think people can tell if they read my recent review of Nina Wu. Uh, but I believe that there is power in nonchalance. Yeah. Um, when movies show women doing traditionally traditionally non-womenly things in a nonchalant lens, it helps to normalize it, and yeah. hopefully, uh, the audience will in turn. Analyze, uh, you know, gender equality. So, mm-hmm. so she's to me not one of not just one of the most interesting female character coming out from Malaysian cinema, but as even by Hollywood standards, yeah. you know. Uh, of course, like you said, the ending is incredibly disappointing. So I'm just yeah. trying to forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, just to add more to yeah. if he asked me, uh, I think she is that rare combination of like you mentioned, uh, physical presence mm-hmm. at the same time, sort of uh, like the capacity to emote well. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I think of this movie called Haywire by Steven mm-hmm. Soderbergh and uh, oh God, I can't remember the the female actress, but uh, mm-hmm. she's an MMA fighter, yeah. and you can you can tell that she fights well, yeah, but she can't act. Mm-hmm. And Fifi asked me is like this nice combination of both, where I think she can pull off uh, emotional scenes, and she has that physical presence. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is that she's not sexualized in any way. 
So those are basically our thoughts on Vera. Now it's your turn. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below, whether it's in YouTube, if you see our podcast on Facebook or on Spotify. Also, if you like this kind, like our podcast, do, don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and on YouTube. We are still working on it to get it up on other platforms like Apple Podcasts and all that. But in the meantime, Spotify and YouTube, please give us a subscribe. And if you'd like to have a chat with us directly, you can follow Lime and JY at and also tell us a little bit about your Decon Recon uh, website and what's it all about. Uh, so Decon Recon, you can uh, read all our reviews and analysis mm-hmm. uh, on Asia. So it's D-E-C-O-N-R-E-C-O-N.Asia. Uh, basically, we review and analyze pop culture from an Asian perspective. Uh, Decon Recon stands for deconstruction and reconstruction. So mm-hmm. we try to take things apart and then put them together to appreciate the bigger picture. And uh, why we are doing this is because we find that there is a lot of um, analysis out there on pop culture that is... Uh, there, there are a lot out there, but it's done in a, by the Western standards, by the Western meaning, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we would like to insert an Asian perspective into all this as well. So yeah, I do visit us on uh, Different Recon Asia. And uh, I mean, if you sort of want to hear my ramblings on things, uh, on Twitter, I'm at, at underscore JY Tan. Uh, do you have a social media? Do you like? Do you uh, like to plug? And well, uh, uh, coming soon. <laughs> okay, yeah. And if you like to read my reviews, you can head over to laoya.net and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dash Talks Movies. Until next time, bye bye.